You're listening to the Baldwin Life Podcast, episode number three. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in for another episode of the Baldwin Life Podcast. My name is Kirsten Hostetler and I'm the Director of Marketing and Communication for the City of Baldwin. And in today's episode, I once again have two co-hosts with me, um, Andy Hickson, who's the Director of Development and the Assistant City Administrator, as well as Scott Stevens, who's the Public Information Officer for Baldwin's Police Department. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the new Baldwin City Hall project. We'll answer a lot of the questions we've gotten from our residents, most of which start with why. Why do we need a new city hall? Why are we building it where we're building it? Why are we building it now? And I hope what you'll hear come across throughout all of the answers to these questions is a genuine desire to be open and transparent with our residents. Here at the City of Baldwin, we know that there are questions. We know that you have questions about this project, and we're here to answer them. I also hope that you'll see by the end of this episode what a benefit this building will be to our residents and to the future of our city. We're also going to discuss the finances of this project. You'll hear us talk about how this will be paid for in cash, no financing or extra debt taken on, which is not something that a lot of municipalities can say when it comes to major construction projects. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that it's a free project, and we believe our residents should be in the know when it comes to our financial decisions. One more thing before we begin today's episode, Uh, we'd really love to get your feedback about the podcast. Do you still have questions? Is there another topic you'd like us to address? Do you like the format and the type of information that we're sharing? Basically, how can we make the Ball and Life podcast better? We're here for you, and this podcast is meant to be a resource to you. So please send us your comments and let us know how we can improve. Okay, that should do it. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Ball and Life podcast. Uh, my name is Kirsten and I'm here again today with Scott and Andy and we're going to go a little bit more in depth today with the City Hall project. So Baldwin is building a new City Hall building right in Velasquez Park and a lot of people don't know how long this project has been in the works and why it's necessary so we're going we're gonna to dive into that a little bit more today. So Andy, to start off, when did the board start discussing this new project, the new city hall? We started looking at this project over 10 years ago, and in 2014, the previous administration and the mayor and board actually signed off on an ordinance to start putting money back to save for this project. So we've been saving for four plus years? Yes. Awesome. And what issues did we have with the current building? Why was this even brought up? Well, the current building was never purposed as a city hall. It has It's not ADA compliant. It has HVAC system issues. It's kind of overbuilt for what we, we need. It has a lot of excess storage, and as we become work become more or less have less paper, it's just we have a lot of excess storage. It's we only use about half of it for actual employees. And it's just it's kind of old, cut up. I mean it'll be seventy-nine in the front part of the building and sixty-nine in the back part of the building. It just we just need a new building. As someone who sits in the front part of the building, I would agree that it's awful in the winter. Like just the temperature. I mean, that's, I know, one small thing that's a problem with it, but I could definitely attest to that. Well, how many times have you came into my office and go, either it's so warm or it's so cold and you go back to yours and it's what, 10, 15, 20 degree difference. Yeah. And then also it's just not ADA compliant, which is a huge issue, especially here in 2018. Well, it's just a problem with any, any older building. I mean, there's just going to be issues that pop up. So 
Scott, with the new building, what kind of improvements are we going to be making? I think that's what's really exciting here is, like Andy said, this building wasn't built, the current building wasn't built to be a city hall. I believe it was the charter headquarters yes. back in the day, um, which is a much different use than what a city hall is. Um, so this building will be built with the community in mind. It'll be built to house uh, meeting rooms. Um, it's going to be efficient. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about making sure that it's good for the environment, having a smaller footprint, especially with it being kind of the, the entry to the park, uh, which is going to be a neat place for the city hall to be, which just shows our, our dedication to our park system here in Baldwin, uh, that that's where we want to be. We want a lot of our buildings are inside these parks so that our staff and community are, are together while we're all enjoying a relaxing atmosphere. Um, there's going to be a lot of technological upgrades in the new building, um, which is great for when you're talking about retrofitting, trying to retrofit a building as old as the current one. It's just really not feasible to get it to do what we need things to have happen in 2018 and beyond. So I think there's just going to be so many improvements that it's it's hard to break it down into uh, comparing the old to the new because it, it's just two different worlds. Andy, when we got the bids back for this project, we were very pleasantly surprised uh, that we came in under budget. So can you talk a little bit about that and how much we came under budget and why? We were very pleasantly surprised. Um, when we started this project years ago, we really had no idea of how big of a building we needed, where the building was even be located. So we budgeted, you know, about three and a half million dollars to do this project. And we decided that, you know, we wanted to right size it. Everybody talks about government waste. Well, we don't we don't need to build the biggest building. We don't need to build the Taj Mahal of city halls. We just need to build the right size city hall with proper room for growth in the future. Our uh, actual construction bids came back about $250,000 under bid. We we bid it at the right time. It's a very favorable bidding climate. It was just a great when we got it back. It was it was tough to contain our excitement publicly. So when we got behind closed doors, we all were, were jumping and hollering around. Uh, we budgeted about three and a half million dollars, and in total, we'll come in about four hundred thousand dollars less than what we budgeted, which is always a great surprise. We have a, a wonderful architect firm in Kiadini. We have great project managers in Navigate, and we've just budgeted this. We we spent the appropriate amount of money, but we've also been pretty fiscally conservative on this whole thing. Actually, I want to go into that a little bit more. Then, so when the board was first discussing this, we weren't going to include the boardroom in the new city hall plan. Um, because the board didn't want to, at the time, we didn't have enough saved up to add that extra space on the room or on the city hall. But then the board decided that they would move forward with that because they knew that space would be important. With how much we came in under budget, we still are able to build that whole thing with cash. Yes, that's a great point. With the new boardroom, we were looking to take out about half a million dollars, a half a million dollar municipal bond. It came in, you know, with the right amount of money. We saved we've you know right sized and so we were able to do this just with cash on hand that we already have saved we want to take any money out which is huge i mean it's just it's the way government should be ran and we're doing it it's the right way to build a building i agree like you said you know government um being fiscally responsible in the government is something that's really important nowadays i mean i can't think of really a time where a government has paid for their buildings with cash it's just not not very well heard of and that's I think you guys are both right it's what should happen uh, just to save and you know we're building a building that's going to last for decades and 
taking your time and planning for that is the way to do it. Absolutely. This is actually about the fourth building slash major project that I've built. And the other three, we've all had to take out money. And not only does it, it you have to take out money, so you're, you're taking a loan. You know, you have to pay interest on it, and there's a setup fee. I mean, there's a, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars setup fee, and it's just more savings. I mean, if we can pay for it out of pocket, it just it saves not only in the direct term, but the long term and all the ancillary costs too for every every bond issue you have to take out. So, Andy, obviously, it's good to talk about how much we saved, but it's still bottom line. It's going to cost the city money. So, you said we budgeted three point five million, but we came in almost a half million under. So. In total, the project's going to cost us about $3 million, Is that right? That is correct. Awesome. Just, I think it's important for people to know when government does spend money like that, it's important for the, the public to, to know that. And then obviously that comes with questions. Um, anytime government spends an amount that large, I think that people should be asking questions. And it's a, it's a natural thing for them to have those questions. So we're going to go kind of a little rapid fire here into some questions that we have already had come up. Um, and just address some of those things that the residents have concerns about. So first one, Andy, aren't we taking away green space from the park by putting a building in the middle of the park? We are not. Um, actually, when we tear down the current city hall, we'll have more square yardage for green space in our parks. Also, we just bought a house in front of the point. So we'll be adding another half of acre to our current green space for over a park total. And one thing we really wanted to create was when you look down Seven Trails Drive, you'll see a front door to, to Baldwin. A lot of people have no idea where the municipal boundaries are at. But with this, it will be a, we came up with the whole game plan. We want to have this nestled in the park, make it seem like it's part of nature. And when you look down Seven Trails, you'll be basically looking right into our front door and it'll fit right in the park. And you'll know, boom, right now I'm in Baldwin. Scott, won't traffic get worse on Seven Trails? In the long run, no, that's not an anticipated thing. During construction, there's there's going to be times where there's trucks moving. Uh, it's a construction zone. Um, but even with that, I think that it's it sits off of seven trails enough that it's not going to be a, a major hindrance during the construction phase, which will also be completed by, is it March of next year? Is that the anticipated completion date? Well, yeah, we plan to move in in March. So the, you know, the time frame there for that. And then the current city hall sits right off of seven trails. So the amount of traffic that you're seeing on seven trails is really not going to change. Andy, an important part of the new building that we already talked about is the ADA compliance component. Why couldn't the city have just added a ramp or do some things to the current building to make it more ADA compliant? Well, over the past couple of years, the city has actually done two studies to see if we could make our current building ADA compliant. And to make it 100% ADA compliant, it would almost cost as much to build a new building. It just, it's not financially responsible to make our new building ADA compliant when we could right size, build into our current park with what we have versus spend a bunch of money to upgrade or retrofit a building, which we'd have to re, you know, upfit and retrograde here in a couple of years anyways. Another question we've gotten has been about public restrooms because the current city hall does not have public restrooms. And the answer is yes, the new building will have public restrooms, which I know some parents are happy about because it's so close to the playground um, that they'll be able to come in and use that, that space there. Andy, the city will now only have one public ball field in Velasquez Park. So can you talk to that? Yes, the ball field that we're building on um, is just a bunch of old fill dirt. When they built the gas station on the range, they took they had to scrape off the top layer of that. They put it over the current ball field, built it up a little bit. It has rocks. It's just not that nice. It's used a little bit, but not to its highest and best use. 
and we'll still have more public square yardage once we tear down New City Hall and with the, the house that we bought not too long ago. Scott, what is going to become of the old building? Well, that's still kind of up in the air. There's been some talks uh, about some different projects, um, nothing that's been set in stone. The This is where the community gets to come in and have some voice in this, and that's um, to go to the parks plan, which is being done right now. Um, you can find that where, Kirsten? On our website. Uh, you can sign up for email updates just at ballin.mo.us. So, and that's, you know, the best place to find, uh, to get your voice out there for what you want to have happen in that in that old space. Andy, what's the timeline for this project and how will that impact the park in the meantime? Well, we're looking at about a 12-month build-out. The construction trailer and fence are already up, and I think as of today, they'll have power running to the trailer. It was unair conditioned, and it was kind of it was brutal the other day when I was in there. Um, we should be moved in. It should be completed in February. They'll do the final punch list late February, and we should be moving in in March. And the good thing is, we're currently with our current building. We're in no rush to move out. I mean, if it we have you know monsoon season or anything, any type of unplanned delays, we can always wait a month. But we should be in the first of March, two thousand nineteen. So then, the second part of that question: What does that mean for the park in the meantime? Is that going to interrupt playground, volleyball courts, anything else? Not the volleyball courts, not the rest of the playground. Obviously, there's a construction site going on, but there is a six foot tall chain link fence around the entire thing. We do have one parking lot closed, but we have plenty of other parking within Velasquez Park. Scott, since the boardroom is now and board slash courtroom is being moved to the new city hall and it currently is in the police station, what will um, Baldwin PD use that space for now? Well, so the boardroom is pretty much just an open space. Um, it's used for the board meetings and court. Um, so what we, our tentative plans for that room are to turn it into a training room, which is uh, something we can do at essentially no cost. Um, and get a lot of use out of that space where um, our current training situation for our officers is in the, a closet in the basement at the police department. So this will bring our officers while they're training uh, up to the main floor um, in a large open space. Uh, though we're planning to put uh, move our computers up there and uh, use it for uh, in-house training as well as hosting some regional training and becoming more of a force in, in that uh, field throughout the region that's probably a topic we'll have to come back to for a future episode about what the police department's up to and some of those really cool things you're doing on a region-wide level perfect um anything else that we didn't discuss or questions that you guys have heard in the community about this project no so far i this is the best laid out most the easiest build i've built so far which which is great i mean we're coming in under budget we're not taking any money out we're really just creating a new front door. This will be a huge boon for, for Baldwin once it's done. I think one of the things that I've heard and I thought was really, really neat is um, a lot of talk about this construction zone being so close to a playground and throughout the summer months and that, you know, creates some concerns for some parents. But I've had other parents come up to me and are telling me how excited their kids are to see a building being built throughout a time frame where their their kids can be playing on a playground and seeing big trucks and people moving and and actually seeing something erected inside their park, which is just going to be really neat for uh, for kids. Well, one thing, and I joke with the general contractor Tim. He's a great guy, but I joke with him that my office actually overlooks the construction site. So I mean, I stare down there an appropriate amount of time. I don't want everybody to think I'm just looking at my window for eight hours a day. But I joke with him that you know I'm literally just hovering over him, you know 
eight hours a day, 40 hours a week type thing. But, you know, it, it does add a couple benefits. One, if I do see anything wrong, I can send an inspector or even myself to go down there and make sure the situation's correct. I mean, they they know Tim's been in my office. I mean, he sees he's seen what I see every day. And so he knows that we have to make this build perfect and we can't have any violations, you know, no stormwater issues. It just, it's going to be done perfect, which it will be. Great. Well, and I think, like you said, once the whole project is said and done, it's going to be something that is really good for the community. Um, obviously, it's going to be a lot more more friendly to a lot of the residents. So we're excited. And I think, although there might be a little bit of um, annoyance with some of the parking lot issues and some of those types of things, it is temporary. And it, in the long run, it's going to be really good for the city of Baldwin. So uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. I just want to take a moment to thank all the staff, uh, the board, all the companies that have been working on this project. It's obviously been a long time coming, like Andy said, over 10 years in the making at this point. So feel free to watch the City of Baldwin's Facebook page and YouTube pages for pictures and videos throughout the construction process. Uh, and as always, you can visit www.baldwin.mo.us for today's show notes. And until next time, keep enjoying the Baldwin life. <laughs>